Lightning fans, you've found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, welcome to another edition of the LightningInsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson from Lightning Insider. I'm going to try and keep this short and sweet because I don't want to ruin anybody's Thanksgiving with what happened on Monday at Amelie Arena as the Lightning Fall 5-3 to the Boston Bruins. But uh, let's not kid ourselves. It really wasn't as close as that score indicated. It could have been. It could have been a much better night for Tampa Bay with how they started this game. It might have been, it might have been their best period of the year to start the game. Might have been the best first period, uh, best period overall that they played. They were pretty good in Nashville the other night as well. Uh, but this one was uh, probably a tad better uh, in terms of what they were able to um, kind of put forth in the opening 20 minutes of the first period. And unfortunately, despite all the zone time, the puck possession, chances created, everything to get out of the period in a 1 1 tie. Uh, and then the Bruins are up for three goals in the third period and uh, pull away for the rest of the game as the Lightning's season-long four-game winning streak comes to an end. They'll have a couple of days to kind of sit on this one as they're not back in action again until Black Friday against the St. Louis Blues. That's an 8 p.m. start uh, on Friday. That's a TNT game. Uh, just that's your, your PSA for Friday. 8 p.m. game against the St. Louis Blues on TNT. A um, couple of uh, takeaways from this game. I, I thought it was interesting. John Cooper chose to, uh, as as being in charge of the matchup situations, so to speak, for the most part here on home ice, Put the point Kucherov and Hagel line out against the Bergeron, Marchand, um, and DeBrusque line. It's not the perfection line, but you know they've kind of spread things around as Pasternak now plays on the second line with David Krejci for the most part. But you know, put point out against the Bergeron line. We've seen that matchup many times through the past handful of years. You know, you thinking back to the playoff situations and and that stuff. And, you know, in the first and third period, Lightning were uh, in control of that matchup. Second period, not so much. And, um, you know, the, the, the that trio, Point, Kucherov, and Hagel end up as a minus three. Uh, each of them a minus three on the night. And the matchup did not go Tampa Bay's way. But not much went their way in the second period. Uh, as the the game kind of got away from them for a couple of reasons. Uh, Look, it's no secret, and it's not hard to find on film, that if you put pressure on the puck against Tampa Bay, there's a good chance you're going to turn it over. And, And I know that sounds simplified. It sounds as if it's something that is easy to do. It's not easy to do. But... You know, the Lightning are kind of a team, especially here in the early stages of the season, that they like their time and space. 
And we know we, we talk about how in the playoffs to grind a team down, you got to take away their time and space, especially skilled players. Uh, but, you know, what that's doing here, there's a difference between grinding a team down and the high pressure, the quick pressure that you we're kind of seeing teams here that have had success, success against the Lightning this season have kind of had a high-tempo sort of approach to pressuring the puck. You know, you take away time and space, and you what, what happens then is you force quick decisions and, and decisions under duress. And at times, the Lightning are just a, a fraction too slow in their decision-making with the puck or just not making smart plays. And that's what happened in the second period. They The ice was cut in half. You know, they were able to kind of get up the ice and out the zone in the first period, not so much in the second. Saw a lot of turnovers from the, the blue line in. So the Lightning were not getting into the zone and weren't able to sustain time in the zone. It's, it's incredible to think about how this game sort of transpired. You know, the shots were 9-0 at one point in the first period in favor of the Lightning. And then by the middle part of the second, the Bruins actually had a shot advantage. Now, it ended up being 21-21 after two periods, but you could see how, you know, the Bruins cut the ice and tilted it back in the other end as that second period went on. And then you look in the third, well, the Lightning were kind of back to being the team they were in the first period, and they get a couple of goals. You know, Rudy Balsers scores his first with Tampa Bay. And then Nick Paul scores his second of the game to make it 5-3 at the time. Could not get the fourth goal uh, to kind of give them any sense of a hope of a comeback against a very good Boston team. I said this with Chief on the pregame skate show. I said it with Greg Vanelli on the last call after Saturday's game against Nashville that I'm always expecting the Bruins to fail or to drop, to be a team that drops down, starts to age. And then you look at the ageless wonder in Patrice Bergeron, who recorded his 1,000th career point tonight with an assist on a Brad Marchand or Brad Marchand. I'm not sure which pronunciation he prefers uh, this week. Uh, But Patrice Bergeron got 1,000 points. So if you're wondering why the Bruins bench emptied and they all celebrated down in the corners because it was a milestone moment for Patrice Bergeron, uh, something that we're going to see here very soon for Steven Stamkos because Steven Stamkos is approaching his 1,000th point as well. He picked up an assist tonight on Nick Paul's opening goal, uh, career point number 993 for Stamkos as he approaches a 1,000-point mark. And then Brad Marchand. Marchand, I'm not sure which I have to say uh, every time I mention his name. Uh, but he, you know, he's, he's still an effective player, especially down low. He's tough to defend when he has the puck. He's pretty shifty. You know, and as, as he's, you know, he's gotten better as 
Uh, he's gotten older, which is not easy to do in a league that's dominated by so many younger players. Uh, you know, David Krejci comes back. Was he 36 years old, 34 years old? Um, you know, so I, I keep expecting the Bruins to take a drop. Question marks in net. Minus Olmark has answered those to this point. And here they sit with a record of 17-2 and two through 19 games. They've lost two games in regulation all year to this point. And now you do wonder, as the season goes on, is that sustainable for this team? Certainly not at the pace they're going. But can they sustain, first of all, the more a bit of an up-tempo style that they're playing right now in a Jim Montgomery? You know, their D are a lot more active than we've probably seen in prior years under Bruce Cassidy. So they're playing with more pace. You know, can this team keep that up? We'll see. You know, even Taylor Hall now, what is he? He's 30 years old, right? He's a 2010 draft pick. And their defense is, I don't want to call it suspect, but... You know, you've got McAvoy and you've got Hampus Lindholm, who's been great for them this year, his first full year with the Bruins after coming over in the trade deadline last year. So can they sustain that all year? We'll see. We'll see. But it'd be a shock right now if the Bruins completely fell off the map. I suppose it's possible. We've seen teams do this before. You know, the year that Columbus Blue Jackets won 10 straight games, they didn't make the playoffs. The Sabres, the past couple of years, have had 10-game winning streaks, and they didn't make the playoffs. But this is a 19-game sample size here, and they've picked up points in all but two of them. But as far as the Lightning go, you know, the, the second period was not good. But we saw their, we saw who they are in the first and third periods. Who they can be, rather, is probably the best way to say it. And they're banged up right now. There's no doubt about it. But the Bruins were banged up to start the year. Both Charlie McAvoy and Brad Marchand, or Brad Marchand, I'm not sure which paragraph he has his name pronounced this time around. Uh, both of those players started the season... On IR, similar to Lightning, right? Zach Bogosian started on IR, just came back. Anthony Sorelli still out, not expected back for, you know, probably at least a few weeks as he works his way back in as he's now shed the, the red no-contact jersey. You know, but Ross Colton missed tonight's game with an undisclosed upper body injury. Cole Kepke missed his second consecutive game with an injury. Cal Foot remains out with an injury. So the Lightning have, uh, they're, they're dealing with some injuries here. They're dressed 11 and 7 tonight against uh, the Bruins. Didn't look like they handled it very well. And you, know, you look, I know the Lightning have utilized 11 and 7 plenty of times in John Cooper's tenure, but you've got new defense. New faces back there. Myers and Flurry and Cole. You know, 
who have to get used to. I don't know how often in their careers they've played an 11-7 and format, but they were sort of forced to go 11-7 and tonight because Ross Colton sat out the game. He did skate in the morning. It was a full skate, and everybody was out there with the exception of Kepke. So, again, Perbix took part. He came off the ice early. He looked like he was going to play. I, I wonder if that was just a, a cautionary uh, holdout for Perbix because the Lightning are off till Friday. You've got three extra days, so if he got three extra days to rest, well, now he's got almost a week before he's, um, you know, before you have to evaluate him again. So injuries on the back end in particular are uh, adding up. Not an excuse in any way, shape, or form. You still have to perform no matter who's out on the ice. And in the second period, they didn't perform. So, it'll be interesting with uh, the Blues coming to town on Friday. St. Louis went through a a, a tough stretch where they lose eight straight, uh, including overtime losses. So, an eight-game winless streak, I think, is what it was. And I think they've won four straight coming out of that. So they're, they've kind of got their game turned around a little bit. I mean, they were talking about, oh, coach has to be fired. And, you know, the typical NHL overreaction over a, a tough couple of weeks stretch. Uh, but they've kind of got things turned around in the right direction. So you've got the Blues coming here on Friday. See how that game transpires. It, it's That game is going to end a long stretch of home games. You know, it's been... A, a lot of a lot of time at home, and that'll be the last game they go out on a three-game road trip next week. They will go to Philadelphia, uh, Buffalo, and Boston. So they get a rematch against the Bruins next week uh, in Boston, and then they'll be home for six. And then you'll start to see more road games kind of come up. Uh, but, you know, you do wonder about that last home game and how they handle it and how they deal with it uh, against a pretty heavy St. Louis team. It's kind of the way they they have played for a while. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. And the Lightning, this is what you, how you respond to games like Monday sometimes define who you are as a team. We've talked about that with these guys a few times. You know, what was it, uh, that record in the playoffs? They hadn't lost back-to-back games in the postseason since getting swept by Columbus. You know, that ended last postseason. They still made it to the Stanley Cup Final a couple years ago. They didn't lose more than two games in a row at any point during the season. Right? You you just you just want to respond the right way. I have these conversations with 
Bobby the Chief Taylor all the time about how this uh, this locker room responds to these type of situations. It's not it's not adversity that that word gets thrown around quite a bit. They're not in a in a situation now where they're facing adversity. They're just you know they just lost a game. They well actually they lost a period that lost them a game. I, I think you could sit here and say they at least statistically won the first and the third period. And sometimes score effects come into play when it was 5-1, right? That kind of comes into play a little bit. But, you know, they, they won two periods tonight. Unfortunately, when you lose a period as badly as they did in the second, it, it, it comes back. You know, so now it's about responding and responding the right way. And, and look, it doesn't always mean you're winning the next game, but how do you play the next game? How do you respond to a loss? You know, they started the season one and three, and plenty of people were ready to bury them. They're an old team. They've played too much hockey over the last couple of years. They just don't have it, which I'm still not sure why in this sport in particular we have such overreactions to such a small sample size. But we do. It's what happens. And, and now, what are they, 11, 7, and 1? Through 19 games after starting 1 and 3? So what's that? If I can do the math quickly in my head, that's 10, 4, and 1 in the last 15 games. I think you would take a 10, 5, and 1, 10, 4, and 1 stretch over a 15-game size, wouldn't you? And I would say for the most part of the 10 wins in the 15 games, they probably deserved those 10 wins. I can't think of a game where maybe they they didn't deserve it. You know, maybe you could say the point that they earned against Carolina, maybe they didn't earn that one after giving up 55 shots on goal, and yet they still had to lead in the third period. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, the sailing is smooth here in the first part of the, of the regular season. There's been plenty of bumps, plenty of moments where the, the boat's gotten rocked a little bit, right? And you're wondering, okay, which way is it going to sway? But they found ways to make sure that their, their ship is in the right spot, that their ship is moving in the right direction as it's going to continue to be a work in progress here you know, through the early stage of the season. But here they are at the Thanksgiving mark. And I know this is a historical marker. I don't know the specific numbers off the top of my head, but I know it's it's been brought up many times through the years that if you are not within four points of a playoff spot, I think your odds of making the playoffs are somewhere in one in five. You know, and if you're in a playoff spot, the odds are pretty good that you're going to make the postseason. So they sit here in a playoff spot at Thanksgiving. And, you know, teams will be playing some more games over the next couple of days, and you know, could change the way things look in the in the point standings. But they're in that they're in that realm, and they're still a good team. I, I think what we're finding is they still have structural things to work on. In the second period again tonight, they look completely out of sorts in figuring out some of their coverages. 
just too many too many Boston players left wide open, and that's that's not even just on the goals. There are a couple of other situations in the second period that <laughs> you know look scrambly. So that's an area they still have to work on. And uh, John Cooper even said that when I asked the question after the game. He mentioned that, you know, structurally, the, the structure wasn't where they wanted it, where they felt it needed to be in that second period. And that's how you get open looks. So that's still a work in progress. Power play goal scores tonight. Still a work in progress. Uh, the the first Boston goal, not one we're used to seeing Andre Vasilevsky give up. Long range shot, slap shot from David Krejci, and like this wasn't a deflating goal, but it didn't help. Right, the Lightning had all kinds of pressure, all kinds of zone time, all kinds of. Um, Scoring chances created. And then you give up a long-range shot, and it's a 1-1 game. It doesn't help, but it, it wasn't it wasn't the type of goal that had sag. It, it didn't have that effect on the team. Because they're very good at not letting those type of things affect them. I don't think that what happened in the second period had anything to do with that goal. It doesn't look good. And question marks about how Vasilevsky can get beat, but I, I you know, look historically, <laughs> historically he's given up some goals like that. You know, he's so tough to beat down low with the way he reacts, and you know the amount of net that he can cover, especially with his legs. Uh, look, there's a reason they call him the Big Cat because of those reflexes. But it, it just wasn't a goal that we typically see him give up but they happen they do happen alright don't forget if you are not a subscriber to my website podcast is the coupon code if you want to sign up for a yearly subscription just use that code uh, podcast for $10 off your first year when you go to lightninginsider.com the first thing you see on the homepage is a uh, the big picture that says on how to sign up, you click on that and you have your options on how to sign up. And then before you hit submit, just enter in podcast into that code. And again, $10 off. Uh, pre-game skate show I do with Bobby the Chief Taylor. We do it one hour before every lightning game home and away. Home games, we are live from Cigar City Brewing Tap Room. You can hear that on the Strike 102.5 HD Channel 2 on those HD-capable radios. It's also the home of uh, you know the new Lightning Stream. You can also find it on the TuneIn Network, uh, whether it's on the TuneIn app or on your desktop. Uh, simply search Lightning Radio 24-7, and that is available one hour before every Lightning game uh, on road games I sit in uh, and do the last call for some road games I don't know if that's going to be every road game this year but I will be doing uh, the last call for some some road games on the season that's where you can find me 
uh, ever have any questions, you can reach me. My DMs are always open on Twitter. You know, you don't have a question for the podcast. You know, it's open or you can use the hashtag ask EE and I will try and get them onto the podcast as well. Or maybe I just answer it privately um, depending on the situation and, then, and the question. So those are how, uh, those are ways that you can reach me if you have any questions. Uh, if you like the work I do, you, you know, consider, just consider a subscription. Understanding that there's not as much local coverage of this team anymore. And uh, I love and enjoy what I do. I hope you enjoy and love what I do as well. Uh, so consider you know, a subscription to the website and uh, I would appreciate that. All right, everyone, please have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you eat plenty of turkey and pumpkin pie or whatever else uh, you partake in. Uh, Please don't drink and drive. Be safe. Uh, We'll be back uh, again. Lightning are at home against St. Louis to close out a long stretch of home games in the month of November against the St. Louis Blues at 8 p.m., I'll be on with Bobby the Chief Taylor at 7 live from Cigar City Brewing Tap Room. Uh, hopefully Chief uh, doesn't have too much turkey hangover uh, because uh, I probably will. So we need Chief to liven things up for the show on Friday. As always, thanks for the support. Thanks for everything and all this uh, kindness uh, to those who have shown it to me over the past several years and especially over the past several months. Uh, I do appreciate it and we will talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.